0: and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. My message this morning, and if God is for us, and if God be for you, I hope you are ready to receive hope. Because our world is in need of hope. And I'll tell you this morning, God's hope never disappoints. We can have hope in times of despair, in times of darkness, in times of chaos. We can have hope. So let me inspire you today with a million scriptures, okay? So I'm going to plant myself and uh, teach I'll do my best so you behave I'll behave okay so you bring the preach out of me that's your fault okay so here we go Romans 8 verse 28 one of my favorite chapters in the Bible the whole chapter but let's read and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God To those who are called according to His purpose. Now you're naughty this morning because I feel a preach wanting to come out already. All things work together for good. The good, the bad, the ugly, the planned, the unplanned, the expected, the unexpected. The tough times, the trials, the tribulations. All things work together for good. That retrenchment, that betrayal, that demotion. All things work together. We know. We're not going to doubt the love of God. We are not going to doubt that God is in control. We're not going to doubt the future that God has planned and predestined for each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Say amen there in Cape Town. You have a preacher in the house this morning. And whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. We've been speaking about that. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Hallelujah. When he called, he justified. When he justified, he glorified. So this morning, you've been predestined, you've been called, you've been justified, and you've been glorified. Hallelujah. New creature. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is He who condemns? Reminds you of your past sins. It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. That's you this morning. Jesus is praying for you. That's why you're not going to fail. You are going to make it. You are going to overcome. You are going to persevere. You are going to walk through that valley. You are going to get out better on the other side. You are going to be stronger. What was meant to destroy you is going to build you. What was meant for evil, ay, God is going to turn around for good in the name of Jesus because God is not done. He is still is alive and He's on your side. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or darkness, distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it's written, for your sake we are killed all day long, persecuted. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter, spirit of slander against the church. Won't talk about it this morning, tonight I will. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Lift your hand this morning. I don't know what you are facing. And say, I am more than a conqueror. Say it. Say it. Oh come on, do better than that. Stand to your feet and lift your hand this morning and say, I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loves me. Come on, make that declaration one more time. That's the Bible. I think everybody can say, We are winners. That's my Afrikaans for today. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, no angels or principalities or powers, whatever powers they may be, I'll be good today. Things present or things to come, no height nor depth, not anything you can do, Not anything anybody can do against you. Not anything people can plot or scheme against you. Or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to start by saying this morning, all things work together for the good of those who love God. And those who are called according to His purpose. The the things we understand, the things we don't understand. The things we foresee, the things we don't foresee. The good, the bad, the ugly, the hurt, the loneliness. Whatever you're going through, God will have the final say. God will get you out of your prison. God will get you out of your despair. God will get you out of your valley of discouragement back to the mountaintop. God is gonna get you back on your feet. God's gonna turn your mistake into a miracle. God's gonna turn your tragedy into a triumph. Hey, God's gonna turn your setback into a comeback. Because God loves you, God is not against you, God is for you. God is not against you, God is for you. It doesn't matter what you have done, God is not about to change His position because 2,000 years ago on the cross, He demonstrated the love that He has for you. And the Bible says if God did not spare His own Son, crucifying Him for you, demonstrating the love that He has for you, how shall He not with Jesus Christ freely give you all things that pertain to life and godliness? I don't know where you are, what you are going through, but I wanna tell you, With God in the equation, you are the majority. One believer and God make a majority. I'm telling you, you are going to come out better. I tell you today, you are going to come out stronger. I tell you today, you are going to come out of that fire and the smell of smoke will not be upon your body. Your hair will not be singed because He's a God of greatness. He's a God of breakthrough. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's a way maker. He's not about to abandon His people like others have abandoned us. The Bible says is when my father and my mother forsake me. The Lord will take me up. Come on, give Him a praise because God loves you. Praise Him the same way that God loves you with a passion. I told you, don't bring the preach out of me. You're being naughty. Second thing I want to say, is say, Pastor, you've said a lot of things. Well, point to on my book. You can never doubt God's love or God's intention towards you. No matter what you face, no matter what you have done, God will never change His stance, His love, His mercy towards you because of Jesus Christ. So you can have hope in times of despair. You can have a hope that will not disappoint. So my message, if God is for us, in Romans 8, 31, the New King James Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? I love it. It's a declaration. Like Michael, the angel, the archangel, the warring angel, when he shows up, that name means who is like God. So God says, if I'm for you, it doesn't matter who comes against you because you will overcome. You're going to come out better. You're going to come out stronger. You're going to come out triumphantly on the other side. But fashion translation says, so what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? Oh, they can try, they can plot, they can scheme as they did with Joseph because of jealousy. But the Lord was with Joseph. I love that, Genesis 37, Genesis 39. But the Lord was with Joseph and the Lord gave him favour I'll tell you today in your workplace, the Lord is with you. I'll tell you when they talk about promotion, the Lord is with you. I tell you, when you go for that, uh, 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 to that doctor and the, and, and, and the tests are negative, the doctor is not wrong, but the Lord is with you in Jesus' name. When you face financial crises, plural, which many people are, the Message Bible says, with God on our side, like this, how can we ever lose? Just talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth. Amen. So if God is for us, it really doesn't matter who is against us. Because there will always be those who oppose us. There will always be the haters and the naysayers. There will always be politicians that want to destroy the work of God. Business people, world rulers. But God laughs at them. I love it. The Bible says God laughs at his enemies because God knows who he is. And Michael says who is like God. And God says to you, I'm for you. Who can be against you? So Deuteronomy 28, verse seven, the Bible says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and they will flee before you seven ways, amen. Come on, Jehoshaphat. Come on, Paul and Silas. Come on, David on the battleground. I don't know what you are facing, but you will see the enemy will be silenced. The plans of the devil will come to nothing. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Come on, I'm talking to somebody here today. Time to get your praise back. Time to get your shout back. Time to get your Shabbat back. Time to get your rejoicing back. Come on, rejoice in the Lord always. Come on, I feel the Spirit of God in this place. Somebody you're going through hell, you better keep on going. God is for you. But you've got to praise Him on the battleground. Come on, give Him a moment of praise, hallelujah. Maybe I should be in a heavenly places every Sunday because there's something up there. Psalm 27, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat of my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. You're not going to fall. You're not going under. You may have had a speed wobble but you're going to get back up again because God is going to lift you up. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. That's why coming to church is so important and not just your personal prayer life, but with All the insanity out there. We need to get to our safe place. I'll talk about it tonight. Restoring the altar, the presence of God in your life. Part of that is Zion, the church, which has been under attack. I appeal to you for your sake, that you make your church attendance a top priority in your life because you need to sit under the anointing. You need to sit in the atmosphere of worship. You need to allow God to minister to you and lift you up. So, so, so um, let's stop visiting God, amen. Let's walk with Him. So when the king of Assyria came to attack Hezekiah and Judah, 2 Chronicles 32, verse 7 and 8, the word of the Lord comes and says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed before the king of Assyria nor before the multitude that is with Him. Listen now. For they are more with us than with Him. They are more with us than are against us. With him is the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God, hallelujah, to help us and to fight our battles. Now, that's amazing then that we have to understand, you know, God promised us victory before the battle, but we have to show up on the battleground. We cannot be passive and we cannot go uh, crawl in a hole and take a white handkerchief and try and call a truce with the devil. Because Satan is relentless. He's going to attack you. He's going to try and stop you. He's going to incite people against you. That's why no matter what you are facing, you cannot doubt God's stance towards you. You cannot doubt that God is for you. I want that to sink into your mind and your heart today. No matter what, God is for you. No matter what, God will not turn His face from you. No matter what, you will never lose favour with God because God demonstrated His love for you 2,000 years ago through Jesus Christ. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. You know, it's like people think God loves you today and tomorrow God doesn't love you. Today you have favour, tomorrow you don't have favour. That favour has been settled through Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. Your position with God has been settled 2,000 years ago. God's not about to change His mind. And the whole theme of Romans 8 is what Jesus did for you. There's no condemnation. For those who are in Christ, full stop. Because of what Jesus did for you, you have access to a God of love. There's mercy, there's forgiveness, there's justification, there's deliverance, there's help for you today because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's what God demonstrated. So if God is for us, who can be against us? The Bible doesn't say weapons will not be formed against you. The Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So when when, when when the devil attacks you, it's time to rejoice because it means you are a threat to his kingdom. When things come against you, hey, that's the time To put on your dancing shoes. That's the time to put on a spirit of praise. That's the time to act like your heavenly father. To laugh at the devil. Come on, to rejoice as if the devil is not even there. Not to glorify the devil, but to glorify the living God. Come on, say amen and give him a shout of praise. So four things this morning and then three more. Which are seven. But I never get through my sermons in any case. Number one. Numero one. Uno. Number one. If God is for us, all impossibilities become real possibilities. The things people say cannot be done will be done with God in the equation. Mark 10 27, the Bible says, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God, for with God, all things are possible. Mark 9 23, if you can believe, Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe. Number two, if God is for you, the victory is guaranteed. I thought you'd be a little bit more excited than that because some of you are facing real challenges and I'm telling you that your victory is guaranteed. Don't listen to what your mind says. Don't listen to what your friends say. Don't listen to the economists. Don't listen to anybody else. Your victory, your future in South Africa is guaranteed, young person. You will not be part of the unemployment statistics. You will be an entrepreneur. God will bless you. 23, 24, 25, 26, 30, you'll be employing 100 people. Believe it. In Jesus' name, so the victory is guaranteed. You, but you have to show up, dress up, stand up, show up, face your Goliath, knowing that the victory has already been secured two thousand years ago. One Chronicles fifteen fifty-seven. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 2 Corinthians two verse fourteen. Now thanks be to God who always. Leads us to triumph in Jesus Christ. Romans 8 verse 13. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. You are not called to be defeated. You are called to be victorious. You are not called to be the tail. You are called to be the head. Come on Christian. In Jesus name you are called to rise up. And to believe that the greater one lives on the inside of you. Number three, and this is very important, because Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. And if Satan can move you to a place of guilt, condemnation, he will rob you of your faith. And he uses people to remind you of your past. Now, when people talk about your past, it is Satan talking through them to rob you of the future God has for you. And listen, my brother, when Satan reminds you of your past. You better remind him of his future. And you better talk about your future. and You better talk about who you are. And you better rejoice in the Lord. And you better say, I'm going to heaven. Come on, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You talk about the future when the devil talks about your past in Jesus' name. I mean, there's not a successful businessman that has not failed somewhere and in something. And uh, any person that have lived beyond 50 like me will tell you there's been some failures along the way. The reality is we don't wanna talk about failures, right? We use social media just to show our successes. And Pastor Ed Young, a good friend of mine in America, I love it one day, um, he posted a picture on social media. It was a long weekend and there was almost nobody in church. He says, this is the other side. So you put the picture up where you and your wife walk on the beach and you're so happy. Please put the picture up where you shout at one another as well. Just show us the whole thing. Because it ain't what you make it out to be. Just don't take your, your, your little selfie and say, I'm on top of the world, life is great. And three days ago you were blue moon and blue so we have to talk to people about our highs and our lows and that's what the bible is full of highs and lows but god doesn't focus on the lows when you're in the low god is there to lift you up and that's your testimony to give people but you have to be real about your life you cannot just present all the good You have to tell people the journey, you have to tell people when I was wanting to give up, I never did because God was there. When I was in the valley of discouragement, Jesus Christ came and He lifted me up. When I felt like quitting, I didn't quit because something happened. The grace of God came and touched me. Oh, come on, am I preaching to somebody here today? Because some of you have been feeling like quitting. I'm telling you this morning, you don't quit. You don't give up. You don't run away. You don't back off. You make up your mind today to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. You make up your mind that God is going to anoint your head. You get yourself back on that battleground. You get yourself back in the face of that Goliath and you watch what God is going to do for you. God is going to deliver you. God is going to break through for you. David said, met my God loop am storm. Met my God i hardloop Jesus, Assisi, and Jesus. name. come on. Time for you to stand up. Time for you to rise up. Time to believe that you're unstoppable. That the greater one lives on the inside of you. Go back in that place of defeat with a different attitude and face your devil in the name of Jesus. And watch the anointing of God destroy and break that yoke of Satan over your life. Say amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Not a prisoner. You've been liberated. So number three, our sins and failures have become forgotten by God and has lost their power over your future except what you allow. Your sins and your failures have been erased, eradicated by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have to listen to me. He cast those sins in the depth of the ocean with a sign, no fishing. Now, you may not go fishing and nobody else has the right to go fishing in your past. Hebrews 8 verse 12, he says, I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. How many of you are glad that God never treated you according to your sin? Now, you can sit there this morning and say, well, I was never a bad sinner. It doesn't matter. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God demonstrated His love to us while we were sinners. Christ died for us, hallelujah. God who is rich in mercy, when we least deserved it, made us alive together in Christ Jesus, for by grace you have been saved. Come on, you have been saved. You have been raised up by Jesus Christ. You have been raised up out of a prison of sin. You have been raised up out of a prison of guilt and shame and regret and condemnation. It's time to lift your head up high because Jesus is the glory and the lifter of your head and get busy with the future that God has for you in Jesus' name. Psalm 103, He says in verse 11, as high as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy to all those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as He removed our transgressions from us. Romans 8 verse 1, there's no condemnation for the word of the alone. For those who are in Christ Jesus. You talk about Jesus. Who justified you, sanctified you. Because the basis of your faith is grounded in the love of God. And the love of God is revealed through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. If you don't understand what Jesus did for you, you will always try to earn God's favour and respect. And if things go wrong, you will think, oh, I messed up. Yes, you did. Not once many times, but that's not why you're going through what you're going through. Job never went through what he went through because he messed up. Oh, pastor, I opened the door. Who hasn't? Uh, I I, I, I was in an accident in traffic not me but I also was in an accident but I was in an accident in traffic because I was talking on my cell phone well don't talk on your cell phone okay sometimes things happen there's no explanation it's not always the devil but when there's an evil attack against you it's Satan who's behind it and when people attack you it's always the spirit behind that and you can never allow what anybody says or does to move you out of your confidence in who you are in Christ. You better listen to what I'm saying because your faith operates out of that place of security, understanding your position in Christ, your righteousness in Christ. Not earned, not deserved, not worked for. A free gift of righteousness, Romans 5 says, "Receive." He made Him when you know sin to become sin for us that we might be made. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when God looks at you today, He sees you as righteous. Do you understand that? Justified, just as if you never sinned, sanctified, set apart. How? By the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul says, if God is for us, who could be against us? He doesn't stop there. For if God did not spare His own Son but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things that pertain to life and godliness? So your favor, your blessing, your approval is because of what Jesus Christ did for you. You can never move outside of the complete finished work of the cross. It is finished, it is done. You're accepted, you're justified, you have favor. Oh, come on, you're a royal priesthood, you're a child of God because of what Jesus did for you. Come on, that's a good time to give Jesus a praise all over South Africa. Come on, give Him a praise that you are forgiven, that you are loved by God. Hallelujah. Listen what John, the Apostle of Love, writes. He says, by this, verse 19, 1 John chapter 3, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure that word assure means we'll put to rest, we'll put to ease our hearts before Him. You know, if you come to pray and your heart tells you that you are not in right standing with God, your faith will be neutralized. You do understand that. So it says when you come to God, you have to set your heart at ease and you find that rest through what Jesus did for you not through your works of righteousness because your works of righteousness, as the Bible says, are as filthy rags. For if our heart condemns us, listen, God is greater than our heart and He knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. Romans 8 verse 1 again, there is therefore now no condemnation. One of the major things Satan uses to rob you of your faith in God. Because if, you're, if you have a condemned heart, your prayer cannot be a heart filled with faith. Because you are not rooted and secure in the love of God. That's why he talks about, and I don't know if I'm going to get there today. But he talks about um, what shall separate you from the love of God. That you have to be rooted and grounded in the love of God. Galatians chapter 5, the Bible says, faith works by love. So if you, faith is not a formula. Faith is trust, reliance, dependence upon the finished work of Jesus Christ that you receive by faith or by grace through faith. Faith in what? The love of God. Grace, undeserved, unmerited, unearned favour. Jesus did it all you walk in it because it's that grace that has positioned you in your Christ identity, the anointed one and His anointing where Satan has no authority over you. That's why every time Paul writes, he says, I can do all things through Christ. Thanks be to God who always gives us the triumph through Christ Jesus our Lord. It's always in Christ, not in my natural flesh, my strength in Christ, in what Jesus did for me. Are you listening? So we need to focus on what Jesus did, not what the devil is doing. Focus on what Jesus did and not what other people are trying to do. So you assure yourself before God by thanking God of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. If God be for me, who can be against me? Because if He did not spare His own Son. So there it is. Why? How can I know God is for me? Because He sent His Son Jesus Christ to die for me 2,000 years ago. Family, I've been accepted, sanctified, justified, redeemed, purchased back by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So it says, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God, verse 22. They, and, and then whatever we ask from Him, whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Now let's just read further. Because people read, keep His commandments, now they want to go into works. Let's see what the Bible says about what is the commandment you have to keep. And this is the commandment that We should believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another as God gave us commandment. There it is. What does that mean? It means we have to walk in love, receive the love God has for us and then love one another. Then we're in a place where our faith can operate freely because it's rooted in the love of God, in what Jesus did for us. Amen. So... You have been freely forgiven. You have been freely sanctified. It's a free gift. Righteousness is a free gift. You cannot work for it. You cannot earn it. You're not a little bit more righteous today and a little bit less righteous five minutes from now. You're a work in progress. Are you listening? Because our uh, religion so taught us a work-based, a performance-based religion. Many of us grew up in homes where we had to earn the love of our fathers. God says, hey man, you can earn nothing when you were a sinner, when you were the furthest away, when you were ungodly, when you were unrighteous, when you persecuted me. I demonstrated my love for you and I sent my son to die for you and I treated you better than you deserve my mercy. I never imputed your sin, ever." counted your sin against you. I never held your past against you. I stretched my arms out on the cross and I declared for God so loved the world that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Still today the arms of Jesus are open and He says, Come all you who labour and are heavy laden and I will give you rest no matter what you have done. Your sin, your shame, your past cannot, your stain cannot separate you from the love that God has for you. There is nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus come on child of god of you know what in your person of a apostle is of what you all is you can you will you can you praise the lord may be a gemma give the lord lofpraising and aanbidding for he's waardig i say he's waardig hy is waardig in jesus name loof sy naam in jesus naam come on pretoria Je kan saam met Steve Hofmeyer gaan zingen, maar je kan nie in die kerk zingen. nie. Wat is fout met jou man? En ek hou van Steve, hy is saam in die klas geweest, selke klas in met drie. Selke generaars, hy kom in die selke school. Selke klipkoppe. <laughs> Finally, number four, then number three more. If God is for you, it means you will overcome every life's challenge. You have to persevere and not give up. And trust that God will have the final say. I know you don't feel like it sometimes, therefore you cannot do this Christian life by yourself. Because when we are weak, we need other people to lift us up. When we fall, we need other people to raise us up. We need people to bear our burdens with us. You cannot do this in isolation. God designed His church so that you could experience His love. And that love doesn't just come from heaven. That love comes through your brother and your sister on your left and your right in the home cell that cares about you, that prays with you, that lifts you up, that talks about your blind spots, that will not give up on you. That person that's been irritating you, inviting you back to church again and again and again. Why do you think he's doing it? Because he cares about you, because he loves you, because he knows that you need to be in the presence of God. So thank God for your brothers and your sisters because sometimes we can't carry ourselves, but our four friends carry us, their faith carry us so that God can remove the paralysis and the disease and, and whatever it is from our lives. Thank God for the church. I thank God for my brothers and my sisters. I thank God for the family of God. I thank God that I can stand with other believers every Sunday and worship my God freely in spirit and in truth. I thank God for this building. I walk in here when it's empty and I say, wow God, how awesome are you? Sunday you're gonna show up in this place. I cannot even fathom how people will not want to walk in a place like this. And encounter the presence of God. Goes beyond my understanding. People hunger for everything but God. We want all things. It starts with your hunger and your pursuit of God. All things work together for good to those who love God. Who are called according to His purpose. So when you love God. Even when your whole world is shaken, you will have peace that surpasses all understanding. Because that peace doesn't come from this world. It doesn't come from a bottle of tablets. It doesn't come from a vacation. It comes from the presence of Jesus Christ. All things work together for good. That's why some people, it's like they are going through the worst crisis that you can imagine. And they just have peace. Who like a cucumber they just have peace. They say, I know pastor, everything is gonna be okay. Like that woman who lost her son and she said, it is well, it is well because she loved God. She was a worshiper of God. Come on, you're not gonna walk yourself through your fire. You're not gonna walk yourself through the valley. You have to walk with God. You have to love on God as God loves you. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Come on, come on TBN, come on TBN yet to praise TV. One gospel. I ask you, get yourself back in a church if there's a church close to you, and go serve God with a passion and love God the way God loves you, because all things will work together for good to those who love God who are called according to his purpose. God bless you. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Sometimes I think, and I have to say this, I have to fly away, oh glory. Kenneth Copeland, I'll fly away. Oh glory, I'll fly away, I'll fly away to Joburg, I'll fly away. Close your eyes and when you open your eyes I'm gone, let's see if it works. I'm exercising my faith, here it goes. Ah, Just didn't work. I'm going to have to work on my um, Philip anointing. So right now I have to fly. So you can take your pictures and post it. It's a mode of transport. John chapter 16, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me, me, you may have peace. In me. In the world you will have tribulation. But, and if you're not in me, you're going to lose your peace. But be of good cheer. After you've shed a tear. <laughs> I have overcome the world. And so will you. 1 John 5 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Family. I call you family because you are my family. You know, we don't always like everybody in our family and some people don't like me. It Change not that you're my family. And maybe God's going to put you right next to me in heaven so you can deal with your attitude and your dislike. With your preconceived prejudice about somebody else. I've learned this thing. Life is too short to stick your nose in anybody else's business. We just have to do anything and everything we can to be faithful to God and to the call of God. Because there's not a person in this place, in Cape Town, in Bloomingdale, in Valcom, that is not facing some kind of a battle, a trial, a test, a tribulation. Small or big, I don't know. And God's Word to you this morning is, I am for you. I'm not against you. I'm not the cause of your adversity. Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God, because God cannot be tempted by evil. Neither does He tempt anybody with test trials and tribulations. James chapter 1 verse 13. You can go study the whole book of James. I was going to get there maybe all next week. When you go through a crisis, you have to move in a place of trust. Not a place of doubt. Because God promises to make a way where there seems to be no way. A way in the sea, a path in the wilderness. When you are caught between the devil and the deep blue sea like Israel was, God promises He will make a way where there seems to be no way. But I'll say it again. All things work together for good. Qualification to those who love God. I've seen things turn out bad for people who turned their backs on God. And I've seen people knocked to the ground who kept their love for God. And I've seen God restore them like Job. When Job lost everything, God came and God raised him up because Job never became a mocker, a scoffer. Even when he was knocked to the ground, he was a worshipper of God. Even when his brother and his, his wife mocked him and said, why don't you curse God and die? He said, no, though he smite me, yet will I trust him. He worshiped the living God. And that's what you have to do, my brother and my sister. No matter what life throws against you, you worship God louder. You praise God louder. You love God more. You go to church more. You pray for more sick people. You tell more people about Jesus Christ. You don't lose your purpose when the devil knocks you, when all hell breaks loose in your life. That's the time to be more radical, and to worship louder, and to give bigger, and to sacrifice more, because God is not about to abandon you. God will not fail you. God will deliver you. God will set you on fire. God will make a way. Come on, if you love the Lord Jesus this morning, I have to fly away in a moment. Let's stand to our feet and give Him a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of worship. Every eye turned to Jesus, every heart, Turn to Jesus. Every focus, turn to Jesus. Love Jesus for a moment. Love Jesus like you haven't for a while. Just have a radical moment with Jesus today. Come on, church. Love Him for a moment. Praise Him for a moment. Glorify Him for a moment. Come on, lift up your voice. Oh, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Come on. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. Come on. Those in Bloomington North, I see you on the screen this morning. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Give the Lord a praise. Give Him a praise down there in Cape Town. Give Him a praise in Bloomington South.
1: Give Him a praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, family. As we just remain in a place of worship this morning, that is exactly who God is to all of us and every single one of us. So can we ask that every head is bowed and every eye closed this morning. And Pastor was preaching in a powerful word this morning that spoke about that God is for you. And some of you have been running away from God in the fear that you think that God cannot forgive you for the sins that you've committed, that you've backslidden so far away that you think that God cannot forgive you and love you back. But we wanna say to you this morning that God loves you more than you can ever imagine that He brought you here today to have an encounter with Him. And this whole Word, this whole worship, the praise, everything was designed to have this moment with God so that you may have an encounter. There are many of you standing in this place in all the churches that are watching with us this morning, that you know that you know that your life is not right with God, that if anything had to happen to you, that you are not sure that you'll spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Many of you used to serve Him, but for whatever reasons you've drifted away Maybe things crept into your life. Maybe the sins that you committed has separated you from God, but He's calling you back this morning and He's saying, please come back. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. If that is you in a moment, we're gonna ask you just to put up your hand and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I would love to come back. I would love to give my life to Christ. I'm coming back to the altar, the place of sacrifice. If that is you, quietly wherever you are, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, Just lift your hand for a moment and say, that is me, I'm coming back. Hands are being lifted on the balcony, thank you. On the flank, here at the bottom, thank you so much. Here in the block, in the middle. Come on, you just slip it up and say, God, I'm coming back. God is for you, but He's waiting. He's standing with open arms. He's a way maker, He's a miracle worker, but He's waiting for you to run to Him, to respond to Him. If you lifted your hand this morning, you can put it down for us. If you have not, please just lift it now. In the name of Jesus, come and you lift it and say, God, I'm coming back. God, I've run away from you. I'm in that big style. I'm so far away as that prodigal son. But this morning I make a decision that I'm coming back to my father's house. Come and if that is you, just lift your hand for a moment. And all the churches that are watching with us, if you're watching online, you respond to God this morning. Right there, wherever you are, God's gonna meet you and He's gonna touch you. Amen, family. Family, the reality is there's a party going on in heaven because of every one of you that responded this morning. Come on, we want to say to you as a family, we love you. Our pastors love you dearly. And today you're going to become part of that family. And family is important for us. Family, we care for one another. We pray together. We stand in unity together because it's important to do that. In a moment, we're going to lead you in a prayer as you're standing in the front. In a moment, we're going to ask you to put your hand on your heart and we're going to lead you in a prayer that you're going to ask God to come into your life and He's going to come and change your whole life in Jesus' name. So please be so kind. Put your hand on your heart and close your eyes and just pray after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Lord, I'm sorry that I lived without you, but today I choose to follow you Lord, today, I make You my Lord and my Saviour. Lord, I believe that You died on the cross and that You rose again for all my sins. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store
0: for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, You can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.